Hey mama, my name's Diana Ballard and welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Prior to becoming a mom, I realized that if I wanted to continue living a life of passion, adventure, and fulfillment, I needed to learn from people who lived that way while having a family. In 2012, I started interviewing any mom that would talk to me. After hundreds of interviews, I found a pattern that the moms who struggled less all had similar foundational skill sets, mindsets, and habits. I started Mom Training, our live workshops, and the Mom Training podcast to continue my research process in a way that included other moms and families. My goal is to help other moms increase their joy, love, and fulfillment by creating an environment where we can learn and thrive together. Come learn the skill sets and strategies for a happy home, peaceful relationships, inspiration to be your best self, and more than enough time to do what you love while enjoying your family. Welcome to the Mom Training Community, where we learn, cry, and laugh together as we navigate motherhood. I'm Diana, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Today, we're going to talk to Kristen Noriega, who is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and she has four kids, is a military spouse. She's living in Germany right now, which is super cool. And she is host of the Baby Weight Nutritionist Podcast. So Kristen, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for having me here, Diana. I'm super excited. Yeah, that's so awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your passion for what you're going to talk to us about today? Okay, so you got the nitty gritty details, mom four, dietitian, military spouse, but what you guys need to know is that I, like you, used to struggle in my body. We all you know, grew up in a time of diet culture where we saw our moms dieting and our aunts and our grandmas even for Pete's sake. I can still hear my grandma talking about how she went up a few pounds, right? We all, we grew up in this era and it's ingrained in us. So as I was going through my teen years and early twenties, I would restrict and over-exercise and try to just avoid sweets. And then I could I could lose weight and I could feel strong and I could do it all. And it wasn't the right way, but I could make it happen. And then I had, you know, went to school, I became a dietitian and then I had my first baby and my husband deployed and I was working full time and I was breastfeeding and I was so uncomfortable in my body. It wasn't even funny. And it was the, the winter after my son was born. So he was already like eight months old and breastfeeding didn't just like magically make me go back to normal. I had no sort of quote bounce back and it was very discouraging and very frustrating because I would look down at my body. My pants were exploding. (laughs) My shirt was, I was tugging it down and I felt really uncomfortable and it made no sense. I was doing all of the things correctly according to the textbooks And it was just this whole journey of unlearning what I had been taught in school and truly figuring out what balance looked like in motherhood and with my new body and how to feel my best, live my best and do that while I was had a baby on the hip and another baby shortly after that, juggling all the things. And so that's my story. And here I am now. And I help women 
find food freedom. Like I learned the name for it. It's called food freedom and joyful movement. And when you have these things as a mom, life just looks so different. And <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say that I feel like the culture, the the moms right now that have little kids, we definitely are increasing our love for our bodies because of what we did see our parents and our grandparents go through, right? Because, you know, we may or may not have had people around us that were that up and down the back and forth, like stressing about, oh, I have this vacation. I have to make sure that I, you know, am looking a certain way and that my, I get new clothes and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I find myself like not as focused on that as like I had seen in my personal life. And, you know, sometimes, so I, I have some weight that I need to lose after having four kids back to back. Right. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't bother me as much as it does more to other people. Like they're more concerned about my, my, like, they think that I might be more uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in my body when I actually really love my body Mm -hmm. and I continually try to take care of myself on a daily basis. And maybe I don't lose weight as fast as someone else may want me too, right? But I think it's really important for us as moms to focus on feeling good in our body no matter where we're at. Because, you know, I, I've been pregnant or nursing for eight and a half years now, like straight. Like there has been no break. I'm still nursing my 18 month old. Like my body just might not let go right now. Like it's just, you know, it's so anyway, what are your thoughts on that? I have so many thoughts on that because I too have four kids, right? And I've been breastfeeding and pregnant for eight years. Not eight and a half. You got me beat by a few months, but eight years. And my body has been through the ringer and your body has been through the ringer. And what you have been doing in life, raising children, feeding children, growing children with your own body is so much more important than the number on the scale. So much more important than the size of your clothes. And we can get so lost in that. And I'm so glad that you're not like you individually are not lost in how you look and how heavy or light or whatever it might be you are. And that's amazing. I'm so happy for you that you feel that way for anybody else. Who's like, "Eh, I don't know. Do I feel that (laughs) way? Uh, I don't know. We we've been there. And it's a journey and you can't just say, okay, I'm, I'm cool with my body. It's a process of figuring it out and coming to peace with your body. And it's just a journey of ups and downs. And even all the clients that I help, we'll have a good day. We'll have a bad day together and getting the tools in place to just keep moving forward is super important. And a lot of those tools look like mindset changes and different reframes and different ways to think about things. And so another thing that I want to also emphasize is that, you know, you said that maybe we, maybe hopefully women our age, mothers our age are coming more to terms with our bodies. And something that I want to say for somebody who might not be there yet is, you know, we hear all about self-love and body positivity. And that's the, it it can be extreme to one end. And on the other end is dieting and restriction. 
And so if you are at the dieting restriction side, this is kind of my sweet spot where I get you away from that more towards the middle and in the middle, it might not be you look at yourself in the mirror and you're full of joy and you're full of all these positive feelings and that's okay because you can simply start with body neutrality. You can stand in front of the in front of the mirror and see a body that has birthed babies, that has done really hard things and it's been through the ringer and just see it as a vehicle, see it as a vehicle for nurturing your children for for yourself, for your soul, body neutrality. So if body positivity seems super far off and unattainable right now, we want to aim for neutrality. It just, it's a vehicle for, for your spirit, for your soul, for you to be here in this world. <laughs> well, and I like that because being in the middle there can be like, you're, you're open to suggestions of how to make your body healthier you know, mm-hmm. huh, maybe I should cut down on eating as, as much sugar, like, and maybe I'll eat some fruit instead, instead of it being like this huge restriction thing, right? Like about being able to say, oh, you know, I want my skin to look nicer when I'm 80. <laughs> How can I make my skin look nicer? Oh, I can eat more foods that have this in it. I'm going to just add that in what I eat in the week, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, like you're saying, like just looking at your body and, and just saying, well, this is what it is right now. I, I think it's kind of a, like you're saying, like a fine line of the balance of like, if you're, if you're not enjoying fully, like what you're seeing in the mirror, like me right now, I gained so much weight after my last baby that, you know, I look in the mirror and I'm like, Hmm, you know, I, I probably could change some things, but you know, because I, I have not, I, I had a really, really rough year, you know? So like, it's, it's looking at the body and saying, I, I guess, what's your thoughts on that? So like when I look in the mirror right now, I am definitely wanting to change some things to my body. And so how would you, how would you navigate that in a positive way of how like communicating that around our children? You know, I don't ever talk to my children about, you know, that kind of stuff. I talk to them about wanting, I, you know, mommy's going to the gym because I want to be strong and it's really good Mm -hmm. for my mind. And it makes me feel so much better. Like, you know, these are the reasons why we exercise and, you know, so it's not focused on like weight loss, but I guess like, so someone that might be like, oh yeah, I'm neutral, like looking at my body, but like, what if I want to change something to my body? So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we want to focus more on how you're showing up for life. So your body's a vehicle, but how are you navigating life? How are you getting through the day? Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling energetic? Do you have the the energy and the strength to run after your kids at the park, to get up and down the stairs? And so you you said the the exact phrase that everybody needs to hear. And the question, the thing you need to know is not, what do I take away? But what do I add? You literally said the words, you took them out of my mouth. What can I add? So that is the advice I'm going to give to anybody who wants to get healthier in any sort of way, any version, whether, you know, whether you're neutral or positive or negative, whatever it is, what can I add? And so that is breaking through the diet culture glass ceiling right there. What can you add instead of restrict? So there's a billion things you can add. You can add a glass of water today. You can add an apple. 
You can add fruits and vegetables. You can add chia seeds and healthy fats and wonderful things. We all know what healthy eating looks like, but when we try to do this huge overhaul, it doesn't stick. It doesn't work. We fail. I put, I want to put that in quotes too. Like, I don't believe you're ever a failure, but we, our systems can fail us and our efforts can fail us. And so the huge overhaul isn't going to work, but one little baby step, what can I add? That's the place to start. And that's how you move forward. And that's how you make habits and do it in a way that makes your kids proud where you're shaping their story. Our parents shaped ours, whether they said it out loud or not. What, you know, I saw my mom struggle. I saw my aunts over-exercise to fit a certain size. And, you know, they never said I'm maybe they did. I don't know. I'm dieting or whatever, but a lot of us, us being women, our age, women in our circles will say, we're used to saying, I can't eat that. I shouldn't eat that. I, I'm, I'm being bad. Even those simple phrases like that Mm. are just getting soaked up by our kids. I'm being bad. Are you being bad? Or did you just really enjoy a sweet? (laughs) So there's a lot of like little tiny verbiage, little just things we say that our kids will pick up on. And so it's part of the huge shift. It's part of this transformation into the food freedom arena. But the first step, the best step is looking at. Cool. So as you kind of like touched on like how we take care of our bodies and we eat affects our kids. So talk to me a little bit about like how our diet affects kids and how our physical activity affects our kids. Okay. So, well, I mean, I guess it comes when it's your diet, when it's mom's diet. So I'm talking diet as in the foods you're eating, not the latest trendiest thing that you're paying for or whatever, but literally the foods that you eat. You, Your diet affects the way you're showing up. It affects the way you parent. It affects your level of patience, your level of you know, energy and all of the things, your ability to parent well. And the foods that you're choosing to bring in your home are affecting your children by offering them a variety of nutritious foods, a variety of fruits and vegetables and nuts. You are just exposing them to so many things that they they can grow into. Yeah, they might throw their broccoli on the floor. They might dump the, you know, only eat the mac and cheese. But your, your job is literally just to offer nutritious foods. And so that takes off a lot of the pressure from us where we feel like, oh, my kids won't eat anything and I'm doing it wrong. And just all this stress. But when you offer the foods and you have consistent timing and we keep it all positive, you're doing your job well. And when you transfer this over to exercise, this is a whole different conversation. (laughs) So exercise I mean, it's a different conversation, but it's all the same stuff. It goes together. We want to just make it as normal as possible. Make movement as normal as we can. Instead of, well, I ate too much cake. Now I got to go on a run. We want it to be like something we enjoy, something we look forward to. 
If it's punishment, you're not going to do it. If it's punishment, your kids are going to pick up on that. And moving their bodies is going to, like everything else, they think it's a punishment. (laughs) So we just want to keep it positive. And I mean, gosh, there's so many different ways to, to do that. Well, and I think too, I, I am like a huge advocate of overly communicating things like that to my kids and meaning that when I'm eating spinach, man, I love the spinach. It tastes so good. This is like my favorite salad. I just absolutely love these, these crunchy little beans in here. And man, these are, you know, I, man, I, I love this broccoli. Look at, it's like, you know, we, we cooked it in the oven and it's crispy. Like, oh, take a bite of this. This is so delicious. I just absolutely love this. Or at the gym, you know, I cannot wait to go and lift weights and be strong and, and, you know, stretch and all that kind of stuff. So overly communicating the positive things slash mildly brainwashing (laughs) in a positive way, right. Of like, Hey, like, this is like a good thing. Cause I think sometimes we can be like, Oh, I'm going to eat my salad and they can just watch and learn. But I think we can also speak like, Hey, I really like this salad. This is like my favorite salad. Do you want to try it? You know, like, and being able to share that with our kids of, you know, there are so many yummy things in this salad that are going to make our bodies feel so good. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like being able to like really vocalize with our kids, the positive things that, that we enjoy, like actually enjoy or are working on enjoying. I'll say if maybe you're not hundred percent enjoying <laughs> kale, I love kale, but other people might not like kale. So Example. I love kale too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yep. <clears throat> um, so I think there's a lot of beauty in just opening the conversation and it's a good thing to just invite them in, let them see, let them see you try a vegetable and dislike it. Let them see you enjoy fruit. Let them see you sweat. Let them, you know, invite, open the conversation and allow their curiosity to just keep going. And some of the phrases that would be super helpful for moms to start to use um, would be like flipping from, oh, this is so good. Cause then they feel pressure. Like I should think it's good too. And I don't, mm. but you could say, oh, this carrot's really crunchy. Do you want to hear it crunch? You can start to talk about the way it tastes and smells and the textures and some of the different just sensory things that they will be curious to try for themselves. So, oh man, this one kind of feels sort of chewy. Hmm. Do you think this feels chewy? You know, things like that. I love that. (laughs) That's fun too, because it kind of makes it so it's more of a game too. Yeah. 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 And I always like to make the analogy, my poor husband, if he has a a plate at a restaurant and he gets a fork of it and he's like, Hey, try this, try this, try it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, get that fork out of my face or I'm going to lose my mind. But here we are doing that to our kids. Like I'm, I'm guilty of this too. It happens in my house. We are not perfect. But when we, when we're adding that level of pressure to it, the resistance just goes up. Their walls get go up and the alarms go off and they go into fight or flight and no food gets eaten. <laughs> right. So I guess if you, if you were going to talk to a mom that maybe is working on her health journey and her, you know, trying to get that, that neutral thing between like the 
positivity and the, the diet culture, but just to like love her body where it's at and just, Mm -hmm. you know, take care of it. Like what advice would you give that mom who is trying to set a good example for her kids and take care of herself at the same time? Yeah, I think that the advice I would have is to start with just find the next baby step and make the next best choice. So whatever that might be, forget about what you did yesterday and last week and this morning. Just keep moving forward in the best way that you can. So take the pressure off of yourself. Nobody's expecting perfection. Nobody is you shouldn't expect perfection because then you will never reach that. If it's a matter of all or nothing, just as general humans, we fall towards nothing, but we can find that messy middle. We can find our gray area in the middle and be pretty consistent with that. So just make the next best choice. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Oh, you can find my podcast, the same place you found this one, uh, Baby Weight Nutritionist Podcast. And then over on Instagram, babyweight.nutritionist. Go send me a DM and say, you heard me on Diana's podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Okay, ladies. Well, I hope you can pull something from this, just some encouragement that you can take better, of your, better care of yourself and you know, make that one choice at a time, one step at a time towards your personal health and being able to, you know, set a good example for your kids and um, enjoy your life. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast. Hey mama, thank you so much for hanging out with me and letting me be a part of your day. If you'd like to see how I apply some things that we talk about tips, some mom humor, or just to connect deeper, follow me on Instagram at Diana Ballard live. If this episode or any episode was helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. It's literally the lifeblood for a podcaster, and it helps me so much. If you'd like to learn more about me or mom training and how we can help you implement more things you learn here on the Mom Training Podcast to make life flow smoother, to be more fulfilled, and create and protect what you love, head to dianaballard.com. There are free downloads, online programs, our mom training membership with our monthly workshops, and other resources to help you create the life you want. Thanks for tuning in. Know I'm always rooting for you and believe in you. I am Diana Ballard, and this is the Mom Training Podcast.